Welcome back to the nationally syndicated Price of Business Show. I'm your host, Kevin Price, talking to you about you and your business. Let's face it, uh, when it comes to the medicines we need to take care of ourselves and, and our really our whole society, uh, that is all of our business. And, and a person I love talking to uh, about this and all things public policy related in the world of economics is Casey Mulligan, former uh, chief economist, for the President's Council of Economic Advisors, professor of economics at the University of Chicago, and an author of a fascinating book that uh, is a lot of fun as well as uh, informative that I'm going to go ahead and take a moment to talk about and how to get before we get into our conversation. Casey is always welcome. Hi, Kevin. Glad to have you on. Real quickly about your book before we jump into our topic. Yeah, I wrote a. Uh, I worked in the White House and the, on the economics team. I wrote a book called "You're Hired: uh, Untold Successes and Failures of a Populist President." I have a little website for it: yourhiredtrump.com. Of course, you can buy the book there and see excerpts. Um, he's a very entertaining person. He's also very misunderstood. And as he rolls back into the political scene, I think if you take a look at this book, you'll understand what's going on a lot better. Yeah, absolutely fascinating book. What I do like is that uh, although I would say generally, particularly in the policy front, front, you have a lot of favor for him, but at the same time, you're very clear about some things that he simply did wrong, and uh, some of which uh, those policies we, we continue to struggle with. I continue to argue with all the issues I've had with Donald Trump, we would be buying drugs from other countries to deal with COVID if it had not been for his approach where uh, he put uh, people's safety and health above bureaucracy, which I know Hillary Clinton would not have done, and I'm pretty confident Joe Biden would not have done either. And so he's a con- – you know, and I guess the summation of all that is he's complicated, right? He is, and, uh, and we're told very little about truthful about him, so we don't really know uh... – that makes it harder to understand. But that's why I wrote the book. I'm a scholar. I want to wrote down exactly what I saw. And it, yep. it's interesting and useful for understanding what's going on today. Yeah. So I keep track of your writing. I'm a, I'm a fan, obviously. That's why we keep having you on the program. And uh, you've been uh, writing quite a bit about what's going on when it comes to um, drug policy in this country, and I'm not talking about illicit drugs. I'm talking about uh, drugs that address some very important health care issues. Uh, there's a lot of concern in this country about how expensive drug costs are and how do you build those in. Uh, and, and, and Biden is taking a very clear, in many respects, uh, approach that's been proven not to be very effective, which is price controls. Uh, it, it undermines and, and creates uh, incentives against better drugs, against improving medicine, uh, and making them available. And uh, and yet, at the same time, we look at the situation, we scratch our head. How do we make these medicines more accessible? So, talk about talk about uh, Biden's approach when it comes to uh, trying to get drug prices quote under control. Well, he has a lot of policies, like you said, around. Uh, the prescription drug market, which is a major part of healthcare these days. Um, you know, the ones he's advertised in the recent so-called Inflation Reduction Act are price controls, not just on uh, prescription drugs, 
um, but also on drug insurance. Um, but the other part of his policies that don't get watched very much is related to what you said about the warp speed is his policy toward regulation. He's very favorable to regulations, favorable to regulators. Um, he's rolled back some of the deregulation that President Trump did at the Food and Drug Administration, which is making drugs less available um, and more expensive. Uh, not, it's not unique to drug industry. When you have a lot of regulations, the products are going to be slow to come to market and be expensive when they get there. Right. Right. I, I think uh, people, I don't think, are very aware of the fact, really since the 1960s uh, in particular, there was a dramatic shift in the way uh, drugs were developed in this country. And it was done with, uh, I think, uh, you know, at the expense of innovation. I think when you're dealing with something as, uh, I, I guess you could say, uh, I don't know how you can say it, uh, volatile as drugs creation, new drug creation, challenging as that, you're not going to get something that is consequence-free. There's going to be issues with it as it addresses certain problems, but in the end, you have to have a net balance view of is it positive or is it negative in terms of how it helps people. And uh, it seems like we have a very perfectionistic approach to, to drugs, drug development. The United States, by far has the most expensive approval process of any country in the world. There's not, in a, it's not even a close second. And, uh, and so, obviously, you know, what, what uh, uh, my favorite economist, economist uh, said, no offense to you, Casey, but Thomas Sowell uh, is probably my favorite uh, economist, uh, has said that when you say regulations, you're saying higher costs. That's, it's as simple as that. When you're, saying, when you're saying more parties involved, more agencies, more government. That's just an extra layer of cost. And this fantasy thinking to think, think is anything else but that. I mean, you're right. And furthermore, we've gone, it's been so many years, this bureaucracy, it, it has taken a life of its own. And it's gone far beyond the kind of trade off. You might think, well, we have regulators, they're going to keep us safe. Um, and it, but it'll cost us more money, and there, there's a trade-off there. Of course, there are trade-offs, but the bureaucracy's gone so far out of whack now. For example, one of the things that Biden did in the first week was um, turn back on what they call the unapproved drugs initiative. And what the FDA does is it goes back to drugs from like 80 years ago, 100 years ago, even before there was an FDA. And these drugs didn't go through the system because there was a prior law. But these are very familiar drugs. Doctors have been working with them for generations. And we don't need the FDA to tell us whether they're safe or not. We've, we've got plenty of experience. But nonetheless, the FDA uh, tells manufacturers they can no longer produce that drug until they get approval. And these, these are wow. often the drugs, the drugs you see with the astronomical prices all of a sudden. They've come about because the FDA wrote letters to the manufacturers and say, don't produce. And the companies are shown as the bad guys there, but it's very clear. If the government says companies can't produce, then the product's going to be scarce and expensive. Okay, yeah, so this is like insane. You know, <laughs> it, 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 this thing has been tested. In, these drugs 
in some cases been tested by tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people, maybe millions, uh, when you consider they've been around for a century. And, uh, and so they're, they're tested. They've got a lot of data. You can look at lawsuits of whether or not these companies were sued over the use of them. I mean, this is pretty easy to verify without uh, making them go through that process. That's insane. Give me a, can, can you pose an example of one that the, uh, the listener might be familiar with? Well, there was a drug, I'm not a doctor, I don't remember the full uh, biological name for it, but a drug that's used to uh, treat infections um, that they discovered in 1905 or something like that. Um, When you get an infection, you can get something called septic shock, and there's an old-school drug that we still use today. And the FDA came in uh, three or four years ago as part of this program. Trump ended it and Biden renewed it, but as part of that program, they came in and said, oh, this is in our, in our computer system. It never went through our approval. Of course, it was a 1905 drug. And they, they said uh, they, they had one company they were familiar with. They said, you can produce the drug since you've gotten approval from us, uh, but the rest of you, you better stop or you're breaking the law. And that drug price increased uh, 12x or something like that um, and stayed that way for a couple of years until – the other companies could get their approvals through. Again, yes. getting approval for something they had been making for generations. Yeah, and I mean, this is like uh, this is a, a form of protectionism, isn't it? For the one company that has had approval. I mean, it, it's really quite a, you know, shocking when you think about it. Uh, it reeks of crony capitalism, of, t- of choosing winners, uh, and really com- this lacks common sense. And, and, and this is something we, we see often from the bureaucracy first crowd, which is I think this administration is driven by, is uh, kind of magical thinking that it's, you know, either the consequences aren't significant or certainly not significant enough to uh, make them think twice, because these policies have big changes, but there seems to be little concern by those who are making them. Uh, Yeah, it was worse than that. If you look you look at what they put in the Federal Register when Biden turned this program back on. I mean, the FDA people didn't argue for any benefit whatsoever. They were just deeply offended that President Trump would dare interfere with their program. Um, and that was the mm-hmm. whole tone of the discussion, what an evil man Trump was for ending their program. And it's about time Biden allowed them to turn it back on. I remember the name of the drug now. Yeah. called intravenous vasopressin. I don't know if that's a familiar word, but a lot of people – get that drug when they have uh, infections and the septic shock that can come with that. And it's a, it's a great drug. Uh, and very, it was very cheap until this uh, bureaucrat stuck their nose in there. Yeah, and by the way, very needed. I personally know a few people who have had, uh, had, have had septic shock. And so it's not like it's an orphan condition. This is something that can happen. Uh, fairly often. So talk a little bit about, you know, a, a lot of things that, uh, you know, particularly free market economists talk about regulatory capture, um, chronic capitalism, the, uh, you know, the problem of cho- choosing winners and losers. I think all of this is in play when it comes to uh, health care. Health in this country isn't free market. To me, it, it, it's much more chronic capitalistic and would do well to have more free market in it. Talk about Sound market ways of, of uh, dealing with high uh, healthcare costs and, and uh, med- medicine costs. Talk about the kind of things that Trump said he wanted to do 
and his approach to bring those costs down versus what uh, Biden wanted to do. Because frankly, some of what Trump said sounded similar to Biden. But again, we're not getting a whole lot of nuance from the media on it. Um, competition. Um, well, we had a, a bit of uh, contests or arguments in the White House. There were people in the Trump administration who wanted to lower drug prices by regulating. And there were others of us, and I was on this other side, saying, well, why don't we deregulate? Number one, the regulation is something we can control because they come from the government. Number two, we know that regulations raise prices. So, and Trump's very open-minded. He looked at both. We started very early, uh, June 2017, with the deregulation. Um, and, it, and it worked great. A lot of companies came in and produced drugs, especially generic Drugs, believe it or not, you need FDA approval to make a generic drug, even though the drug is almost 20 years old and lots of experience with it. Um, and the FDA had slow walked those approvals for generic drugs. We allowed those companies to come in and make make those drugs, and drug prices started falling, believe it or not. Um, in fact, they fell... Um, not even without adjusting for inflation, they fell for the first time in almost 50 years. Mm. And uh, you adjust for inflation, they were falling even more than that. And they continued to fall in 2019 and 2020. And it's all from all these new companies coming in that manufactured the drugs. And, you know, what's, what was great about that policy is that it works kind of the back end of the patent. These uh, these companies are entering after the patents expired, so the actual innovation work and approval work was many years in the past, so it doesn't really affect very much the cash flow consideration from an innovation perspective because this is competition you're going to face in the 20th year. So, yeah, it accounts for a little something. Um, so the companies come in, they make some money early when they have something unique and special, and then Companies rush in when the patent expires, or, or sometimes even before that, they come up with another chemical to treat the same condition. So competition is very important. Um, another thing we wanted to do, I think hasn't been done yet, would be, to, as you said, other co countries are cheaper to get the approval. You know, if Germany approves the drug, why don't we just automatically approve it? Why do we have to make the companies go through a whole bunch of hoops again in our country? Um, yeah, I like that. That, that is, again, like that. it's a, a pro-competition approach to lowering the prices rather than the heavy hand of government, which will end up raising them. Yeah, and, and, and I don't have a problem saying approved only in Germany, approved only in the U.K. Approved, you, you know what I'm saying? Full disclosure, yeah. right? Uh, but we're making it available here. Only approved in this country, but we're making it available here. Let the, let the uh, people who buy medicine be grown-ups in their decision-making rather than treating us like children. And uh, that would I, – I think that's a brilliant idea. I think that's way overdue. I like that a lot. And, uh, you know, and then, yeah, there, there would, could be consequences and risks involved. We get that. Got to do your homework, but uh, that's part of the problem. I'm in awe whenever I see commercials for medicine and they say, if you're allergic to this medicine, you should not take it. <laughs> you know, I'm like, 
really? You know, this, it, it, it's a bit much, Casey, uh, the uh, assumptions around uh, our abilities to make decisions is a bit much. We need a little bit of uh, adulting going on when it comes to our public policy and in terms of how they treat those they are protecting. Casey Mulligan, you are, by the way, one of my all-time favorite economists. You do a phenomenal job of making some complex issues uh, much more easy to understand, and uh, this is a great topic. Uh, YourHireTrump.com is his website. Uh, any final thought as we wrap it up? Yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting to watch these price controls take effect that Biden's had. I think we're going to see a bunch of uh, drug insurance plans disappear, so we're, seniors are counting on these insurance plans to help them pay for their drugs, their plans are going to disappear because they're no longer allowed to make money by law. They're going to yep. required to lose money, and they're not going to do that. And so it's really going to make things more expensive, ironically, for a number of people. Yeah, it's that magical thinking that uh, particularly these – these progressives tend to have that they they don't think consequentially about what policy will do. They just become hyper focused on what they would like it to do, and uh, it's that the need for a reality check. Uh, thanks so much, Casey. Look forward to our next chat. Me too, Dr. Casey Mulligan, University of Chicago. I'm Kevin Price. This is the Price of Business. <laughs>